Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. No live preview, video preview of Alastair McKenzie and Lazio win again. I coincidence, we're going to talk about it today at Lazio Lounge. I'm Vittorio Campanile, with me, Alastair McKenzie. Alastair, how are you? <laughs> you Italians are far too superstitious. <laughs> you think so? Um, well, you know, you, you might have a point. At first <laughs> it was whether I'm going to the stadium or not, now it's whether I'm doing videos, but, you know, that's less work for me, so that's okay. Um, I, I always blame you, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've picked up on that theme. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing well. I'm much happier today, in much better mood than I was, as you probably would be able to tell in the show a few days ago. So, um, and Lazio is probably the main reason for that. Yep, three points back. Lazio now that well, uh, Inter is still playing, so uh, and it's winning one nil against Spal. So Lazio is at the moment fourth, so back in the Champions League spot uh, after two bad defeated. Defeats one in the derby and one against Stuttgart. But still in a good position, Alistair, I would say, Lazio is. Well, Lazio are in a fantastic position. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, we've. It's not. We're not coming on here to claim that everything has been rosy and it's been 100% positives for Lazio so far this season. But if you were offered third place and five wins out of eight um, and to be ahead of the likes of Roma Inter Milan at this stage by, by the October international break I mean we would have been stupid not to take that offer you know so here we are and again it's I suppose a case of getting a good result but people have still picked up on various points with the performance that they would like to see improvements on but you know, it's it's. I think it is a, the international break for once seems to have come at a good time, and um, it's been a pretty brutal run of fixtures we we've had getting to this point, and we're going to go straight back into another pretty brutal run of fixtures after this international break as well. So I think this is coming at a good time for everyone to get a little bit of rest and and crack on from here because um, yeah, I've, Spal have just equalised against Inter. Yeah, so I was going a, to say it. Good, uh, <laughs> I just said uh, Inter is 1-0 and, you know, perfect. So, yeah, you know, the, while our rivals are having problems 
winning games they should be winning, um, we're managing to get the three points. That's a good thing. Yes, absolutely. And another thing I want to talk about is last year against Fiorentina, Lazio played an amazing first half, scored, had the chance to score another goal. In the second half, Fiorentina came out and in the last 30 minutes, Lazio really struggled and Fiorentina equalized with a very discussed penalty. This year, Lazio in the first half played well, not as great as last year, scored, had a chance for another goal but didn't score. In the second half, Fiorentina attacked more but didn't really create that many chances and at the end, Lazio came back with three very important points. This is, Alistair, a little bit the difference between Lazio of last year and Lazio of this year. Maybe we are not pretty like last year, but we are coming back with more points. Yeah, absolutely. And um, especially, I think there is a tendency with this team to be able to resist pressure a bit better than they did last year. Um, there have been spells in many games this season where Lazio have been definitely on the back foot, but have managed to keep things together at the back. And today, Lazio, we'll get onto this, but we weren't playing against 11 men. We were playing against 12 men because Wallace seemed to be wanting to set up chances for Fiorentina all day. Um, <laughs> but despite all of that, it's a, it's another clean sheet, you know. That's another thing that's worth remembering. Lazio in these eight games have actually conceded nine goals, which is pretty good return. I know that's still over one a game, and some some people will be pernickety about it and say they it's not good enough. But I think that consider, considering the state of the defence last year, that that's a, a definite improvement. Um, and. Yeah, absolutely. Without forgetting that Lazio already played against Juventus and Napoli. So, you know, the two top teams, Lazio already played. Napoli allowed 10 goals already. So Lazio has, you can say, a better defence than Napoli and Roma that allowed 10 goals. The other side is last year Lazio would have scored much more goals. At the moment, we are only at 11. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not the most important part. The important part is the column with points, and it's 15. Lazio's third at the moment, above Sampdoria, Roma, Inter, Fiorentina, Milan. So, you know, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Alasdair. I know I would, I would love to see Lazio playing as well as last year. But if the result is allowing less goal and getting more points, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's a response as well to the people who are saying that Inzaghi's not learning anything from his mistakes last season, that's um, the counter-argument to it. You can't really say that and then see that Lazio are managing to see out these games and the mentality um, has improved in that regard in terms of being able to hold on when you're up against it. And I think, you know, something that was made clear in the post-match comments today and that was quite obvious just watching the game anyway was that Lazio were basically always going to struggle in the second half today considering the exertions of Thursday night and the number of players playing today who were down to 10 men for 45 minutes, down to 9 men for 30 minutes on Thursday night, they're going to be tired. I mean, the second half of this game is always going to be a struggle. So, um, you know, I... I think you have to take that into account when you're judging the second half performance. And Lazio were quite happy to to sit back and try and hit on the counter, and and, and I think they did that pretty effectively. 
Um, Fiorentina, although they were dominating the game, everyone in the stadium was feeling a bit nervous and it did have a feeling of one of those games where it's going to be a last-minute equaliser. You know, if you actually review the game, they actually didn't manage to create very good chances in the entirety of, of that period of dominance. There are a few kind of half chances, a few times when they could have made connections here and there, but Strakosha didn't really have to make any amazing saves. And, you know, the, the shape of the defence stayed pretty uh, solid throughout. Yeah, I think the biggest save Strakosha had to make was Uh, after the assist Wallace made to Benassi, yeah. so and and again that was amazing and show how how good uh, Strakosha is. By the way, Inter scores, so it's two one Inter at the moment. So Lazio is not third anymore. But going back to Lazio, yeah, the thing is the biggest difference compared to last season is, uh, for example, today Fiorentina, I, I wouldn't say dominate, but had more ball possession in the second half. But then if you go and watch again the match. They, they they were dangerous, but they never shot on target or hardly shot dangerously on target. So, obviously, as a Lazio fan, you can feel uh, pressure. You can feel, you know, the danger, especially because let's not forget that this Fiorentina, for me, it's more dangerous, more a better team than last year for the Fiorentina. They have Simeone and Chiesa that are one year... Uh, older, one year playing longer in Serie A, they have Piaka that should be a big talent, etc. And again, if you see, they didn't have that many chances. Uh, Chiesa was dangerous but never had a really great chance. And I think this is due to how Lazio defend. And uh, Farris, uh, who was today in the press conference instead of Inzaghi, who lost his voice, said that one of the reasons Wallace came out was With, with Chiesa playing on that side, Lazio needed a f faster player like Ramos to, to stop him. And I think that after the first time when Chiesa ran away, I thought he did a very good, a, a very good job against what should be the best Italian player at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Wallace was really struggling just before he came off. Um, Chiesa basically managed to skip past him and get to the byline and, and cut across his back, and it looked very dangerous at that time. If that was to continue, I think it, it would have been a big problem. Um, but, you know, Inzaghi did react to that, and he reacted to that in the right way. I suppose the question is, and the question that we're, we've been asked already Um, is why Wallace was starting ahead of Luis Felipe in the first place because this is a guy who was, you know, man of the match in the derby for Lazio. So I'm a bit mystified about the decision to to not start him in this game. I think he, he definitely deserved a starting place after the way he played against Roma. And um, by the way, I thought Radu coming back into the team after his, in his injury was, was excellent. I thought him and Lulic down the left, both of them were defensively very, very good today. And that's part of the reason that Pioli decided to move Chiesa off, off to the left wing instead of to the right um, in order to allow him to attack Wallace, but also because he just wasn't getting any space when he was up against those two. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you agree, but I definitely would have put Luis Felipe in from the start today, just because of the way he played against Roma. He got to reward that kind of performance in my mind. Honestly, I was surprised to 
seeing the the lineups, uh, not seeing Luis Felipe. Yes, it's true. He played Thursday in Germany as well as Wallace, just to remember that. Uh, but as you were saying, he played also the derby. So maybe my my impression is maybe he thought he was a little bit tired. And to be honest, before before the derby, Wallace was playing well. Now my my, my question is. Isn't this substitution, this not playing regularly, getting in the head of Wallace and making him lose confidence, knowing that maybe at the next big stakes I go out or uh, I'm not the, the, the starter for this team? I don't know. I, again, uh, Radu had a terrific match. And Ramos, you have to be honest, he's growing day after day. He... he He's really becoming a very solid defender. So I was honestly surprised to see to see Wallace starting. But again, I was surprised to see him benching in the second half. Because, you know, that could affect the, 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 the player's mind. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think it was clear to, to anyone really that Wallace was struggling at that point. You know, and Faris was quite open about that as well. So... I, I don't think it's the worst decision. You know, it came just after what I talked about, where there were basically two moments where he was beaten really easily. So, I I don't think it, he can have too many complaints about that. And also, you're looking to win a game, so you can't. You, your first thought really has to be, what's the best strategy to hold on to this lead and to win this game? And at that point, it was to get him out of that position because he was having too tough a time. Um. So I, I don't have any criticism that. I don't, I don't think that he's going to be put down about his playing time this, this season. I think that he's had far more playing time than he had any right to expect. Um, I mean, I've just got, got it up now, and he's at number... He's number nine in, in the amount of minutes played by Lazio players this season. So he's in the top 11. Um and, you know, going into this season, remember, you know, we, none of us expected Wallace to really be anywhere near the starting lineup. And if you, you know, we all more or less had him on a on a par with Bastos and we've hardly seen any of Bastos. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised that by that. It, it looks like in the rotation, Bastos have dropped down a lot. Now you can see more Casares playing. Uh, obviously, Ramos uh, is, if not the first option, uh, the second one for Inzaghi, so he got a lot of playtime, and this is affecting Bastos. Uh, I, I was thinking that this could affect Wallace, but you have to be honest and see that every time Bastos playing, he he's making a couple of mistakes. So, you know, I, I can understand why he's not risking Bastos very often. Yeah, but I mean, come on, Wallace. <laughs> um, but you know, I, this, going back to you know this this error he made earlier it's it's the kind of error that that gen, genuinely costs you three points and can make a difference between you know whether yeah. you're in the Europa League or the Champions League at the end of the season it's it's that serious that kind of mistake and we got away with it this time but that this is I've, I've said this before but it's I just don't think it's something that can be coached out of him you know he's he's got this problem where he just has lapses of convers- uh, of concentration or 
he gets too nervous or his confidence is down. Whatever the combination of things that makes him commit these errors, they do happen. And look, on his day, he's a very good defender. And we shouldn't forget the performance against Juventus away, against Cristiano Ronaldo. He had his best game for Lazio then. That wasn't very long ago. So we, we have seen... You know, for people who are saying, how on earth is Inzaghi picking him anymore? It's because of that, because we've seen that Wallace this season. And we uh, and if that Wallace was playing every week, he'd be in the team every week because he's better than the rest of the defenders. But the thing is, it happens so infrequently and those kind of errors, he's, he's, he's going to keep making them. We're never going to know when they're happening, um, but they can be completely destructive and, you know, ruin your objectives for a season if they come at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, we said it. Stragosha made an incredible save there. And Pioli said it in the press conference. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's not possible that my players miss a chance like that. And he said, if Lazio had a chance like that, they would have scored surely. So... Uh, that could change the ma- the match because we were still uh, nil-nil and uh, Lazio obviously was coming off two bad defeat. So finding yourself down after a bad mistake, that could affect the performance of the rest of the match. So it was an important save for Stragosha. But again, in Serie A, you cannot commit this error. So. Uh, and unfortunately, as, as you were saying, it's not something that you can coach. It's something mentally. So all you improve and you work on your uh, mentally preparation, or it's going to be pretty much impossible to fix it. Yeah, I mean, I th- the way I see it, I was thinking about this on my, on my walk home after the game. The way I see it, the only way you can ever really stop this happening is if Wallace is playing and, you know if he's playing in a different role in a different team with a completely different philosophy. Uh, you know, if he's playing in a back four in a kind of relegation struggling English Premier League team and his job is basically to win aerial duels and to get rid of the ball when it comes near him, I think he would do a good job in that kind of defence. But when he's playing in a back three with a team that that refuses not to play out from the back, his he has to... He has to be um, composed on the ball. That's that's a big part of Inzaghi's game is is having defenders who are comfortable on the ball and who can can help construct the attacks. So within this system, at least, I just can't see it being a long term success for him. Uh, that's not to say I don't think he wouldn't be able to leave Lazio and have success elsewhere. Like I say, in in a different kind of. Uh, a, a team that's built differently, especially because Ramos growing so much that 
uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the starting lineup of the defense would be Wallace, um, sorry, Ramos, Asherbi, Radu for the coming days. So I think it should be that though, yeah, because you know, the, picking up on that point, I think that Ramos or Luis Felipe, whatever you want to call him, he does fit that model very well. He's a he's a player who is very comfortable with the ball at his feet and he times the tackle very very well and he reads the game very well. So I think he does fit that the system a bit better than Wallace does. Yep. Uh, let's go to the answer, the question we, we received. Uh, Patrick Bowman, if you still answer question, I wonder how bad referees are, are allowed to be before they get suspended. Um, I thought Orsato was bad today. Uh, I thought there should have been... Thinking that Fiorentina finished the match with 11 men, it's, it's crazy. I thought the goalkeeper should have been sent off in the first half for a clear fall on, on Leva that Orsato didn't even whistle. And then in the second half, there was uh, Correa going all alone against the goalkeeper and brought down. And he, the, the the defender, now I don't remember who was it, received only a yellow card. I thought that was a clear chance for, for Lazio. And so I thought it was a red card. Uh, overall, I think Orsato didn't do too bad. But those are glaring mistakes And there could have been even a penalty for, for Casado in the, in the first half. To be honest, maybe even one for Simeone straight afterwards. That, so. But I thought those were very glary errors. Very bad errors. Um, I don't think the second one was a red card. The one on Correa. Um, but the first one, my, my instinct was that it was. Um, especially seeing it in real time. It just seemed like he'd come out to clear the man, you know, clear the danger. And by doing that, I mean taking the man as well as the ball. And it wasn't just the way that he cleared out Lucas, which he can do legally or semi-legally. It was the way that he... He basically stuck out an elbow into his face. I mean, if you do that anywhere else on the pitch, the outcome's going to be a red card. So I don't see how it wasn't there. And especially considering how far out of his, his box he got, he was clearly out of control. And the thing that annoys me in football just generally is how protected goalkeepers are. You know, you see crosses coming in or corners coming in and someone's standing, they jump alongside a goalkeeper, the goalkeeper falls over, they win a foul. These are the biggest guys on the pitch. So how is it fair to allow a goalkeeper like Lafont, who's probably about a foot taller than Lucas, to come in and charge him and smash his arm into his face and leave him on the ground and not even give him a yellow card. That was the thing that surprised me the most. Wasn't I, I, At first I thought it was a straight red, but the fact that he wasn't even booked for it. Yeah, that's... And, and, and the other thing, sorry, just, uh, yep. the other thing that I find crazy is just the inconsistency because this is a game full of yellow cards. I mean, the, the number of yellow cards by the end, I think, was about six or seven. And... People were being booked for all sorts of things during this game. Um, a lot of them correct, but not all of them. And then that happens and he's not going to book someone. I found it amazing. Yeah, it's amazing if you think that Stracosha was booked and Fiorentina's goalkeeper, uh, Lafont, wasn't. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And, and the other point, as you were saying, Lazio had 
five yellow cards against three of Fiorentina uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, Lazio struggled in the second half, but how many fouls did Fiorentina make and no one would deserve a, a yellow card? So, didn't like Orsato overall. Um, I thought that was the two biggest mistake he made. Uh, Massier asking... But, yeah, go on, sorry. Sorry, just to pick up on that, I was going to say... This is something we've talked about before uh, after the derby, and I have to say I did like Lazio's fire today. You know, that's something that we've criticised him for in the last two games is not having that kind of fire in the belly character and really looking determined and ready to ruffle up the opposition. And they really had that today. And you know, you can criticise that because it came out the wrong way and sometimes it was too aggressive, and that's why there are lots of players getting yellow cards. But I think they really. Uh, you know, they made Fiorentina very aware of their presence today and, and I don't think in a bad way at all. No, I, I totally agree with you. But if you think Stracosha is was for wasting time, uh, Correa was for simulating on the, in a penalty box, which honestly, then uh, all the time Chiesa was going down, what, what you know, he should have been sent, sent off because he... He tried. He he dived so many times in the first half that was ridiculous and never got a yellow card. So, but as you were saying, I thought it was great because in the in the first thirty minutes, Lazio was really fighting. You could see them pushing a lot, and that was nice to see after the last two bad performances Lazio had. So you can see that finally the Lazio had the eye of the tiger that we didn't see in the last two matches. Uh, going back to the question, Massier asks, where should Wallace play in January 2019? A. Lazio. B. Lega Warsaw. C. Jazz Club in Rome. D. In Salernitana with Bastos. <laughs> in Salernitana with Bastos. Um, that wouldn't surprise me all too, all too much, to be honest. Um, I, well, I mean, I think... Look... It's worth keeping him in the squad for the full season unless we're going to replace him. It's it's that simple. We don't have enough of an abundance of options in this position to, to be able to say that he's messed up so badly that his time is gone. But, I mean, I did say in my post-match report today that it, this is the kind of performance and the kind of mistake that is that is probably going to lose him his place in the team, in the starting, uh, preferred starting 11 anyway. So... I don't expect after a game like this that he'll probably be as high up in the pecking order as he was before, but I also doubt it's bad enough yet that he that the club's going to be looking to get rid of him in January. I think it's very hard because he has to want to leave the club and obviously, knowing Lotito, he has to get the right offer. So it's going to be really complicated. I don't see him, unfortunately, accepting to move to Salernitana, for example. So that's an option we, we can exclude. I think he will stay at Lazio. The, the, the question is what he's going to do next summer. Is he going to stay or is, is Lazio going to try to sell him? Especially because, as we said, Ramo is growing match after match. I think he's going to be the starter. Uh, and he's young. He can play Europe League and Serie A. So don't think there's going to be a lot of other chances for, for Wallace going further. So... We're going to see maybe he's going to push to to leave Lazio this summer. Don't think this winter if, you know, something huge come, 
comes, a big team comes and offer a lot of money to buy him. But I think it's going to be really hard. Um, again, on Twitter, Cosmin Vladulescu, sorry. One, too many Fiorentina occasion. We are not scoring like last year and the defense is not okay. Correa, Berisha, Patrick should be started in my opinion. Top three, Immobile, Stracoscia, Correa, Flop, Wallace, Marusic. Um, yeah, we talk about Fiorentina occasion, uh, but they didn't have that many chances. They weren't very dangerous. And uh, we saw Berisha today playing. Um, and it's good to have him on the pitch. I, I don't know, Alistair, what, what, what's your thought about Correa performance today? Um, yeah, I mean, he served his purpose quite well. Uh, like I said earlier, he basically was brought on at a point in the game where Lazio were, were or at least Nzagi was willing to admit that his team were too tired to be able to be on the front foot and, and dictate the tempo in the same way that they did in the first half. So they were basically looking to soak up pressure and hit on the counter-attack. And having a guy like Correa coming off the bench is going to be a far more effective tool to uh, to basically exercise that, that strategy than having someone like Caicedo on the pitch. And we saw that, you know, a couple of times with, with Correa. Um, he's got amazing pace. We can see that. He can run with the ball very confidently. Um, yeah, I'm starting to have certain concerns about various aspects of his... <laughs> um, discipline i suppose and uh, like you said he got booked for diving tonight he was sent off on, on thursday night um he already had that three match european ban before he even arrived at us from sevilla so i think he's he's a very useful player and and he will you know he offers something that otherwise this team doesn't have and we've said before it's basically the Felipe Anderson card and it is very similar you know he's he's the kind of explosive um pacey player that we have as an option um but you know Inzaghi is one who kind of likes to plan each game as it comes and i don't think Correa should be in the team necessarily every week um i think it's useful to use him against opposition where that kind of explosive pace and and trickery is going to be a useful asset, um, which it won't be every week. You know but what, it's, it's been a good start, I think. You know what I'm surprised a little bit? You, usually, uh, Argentinian player has what they say, la garra, you know, the, the, the fighting will, etc. I don't see that much in Korea. He's fast, he has got pace, etc. But you know, last Thursday he has been sent off not because he was fighting that much. He made a stupid tackle, which wasn't red card for me, but that's another discussion. And today he's been diving in the in the box. I, I would like to see a player, and I was expecting as an Argentinian player to come in. And, you know, as you see Simeone, for example, Fiorentina, every time he, he has the ball, he fights for it. He doesn't look like someone who's fighting for, for every inch. That that's a little bit uh, the ne negative aspect about Korea, but he's fast. He can change the match. Uh, we have to see how he do things when he starts instead of coming in the second half. 
Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, it, the situation reminds me a little bit of Lukaku um, last season, where we expected an awful lot of Lukaku at the start of the season. Um, and then come January, we'd basically settled for the idea that this is a guy who's quite useful to bring on for the last half an hour to use his pace and power to, to get get some... Uh, uh, you get some success on the left wing and obviously they're very different players I'm not trying to compare their their attributes but I mean that Correa's abilities being that of kind of pace and trickery um, he's the way he's going at the moment is more like he's a very useful impact sub than than a player who's going to change a game from the start but I think that's a, that's far too harsh a judgment to make at this point because we really haven't seen enough of him from the start of games and I think we're we're going to see more of that, you know, because we've got so many games coming up, and uh, also Luis Alberto's struggling a lot. But um, I think we we might have expected to see a bit more of of him from the start by now. But you know, I suppose you have to give credit to Felipe Caicedo for that because he's the reason he hasn't is that he's uh, put himself in in the in the discussion for starting more games. Yeah, it was a little bit surprising seeing Caicedo starting today. Uh, Faris said that they they realized Friday night they had only one day to prepare this match and they noticed that probably with Casado Fiorentina would have struggled and Casado would have been more effective there. He had a couple of chances to be honest who and uh, missed them, but again with Casado on the pitch, Chiromobile scored. Uh, I think that's not a coincidence. Yeah, it's it's a it's a promising partnership, um, and you know it's it worked to great success against against Genoa, which was the biggest win, the best performance of the season so far. Um, so, to be honest, when I saw that he'd been selected today, I was I, I wasn't unhappy about it. I thought it could be a good a good move, especially given the way that uh, Alberto's been playing. So. Yeah, it's just another option, and it's it's a different way of playing as well. You know, it's uh, it is at least a bit different from we've said before that Inzaghi's team is sometimes a bit too predictable in the way that that. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That they play and actually having Caicedo alongside Immobile changes that a little bit. Although today, I don't know if you noticed this, or, but I thought that the way they were playing was quite different from the Genoa game because in the Genoa game, Caicedo was the one who was playing off the shoulder of Immobile and today it was the other way around. Immobile was the one who was playing a bit deeper. 
And I think it's more effective with, with Caicedo being the deeper player, actually. You think so? I think like that yeah. it's it's better for, for Immobile, like they well, play bec- today. Because I think the um, the way that Caicedo played, at least in the general game, by being the deeper player meant that the ball came to him more often as the pivot of the attack and the guy to build it around. And that's that's where he's useful, is that he can take the ball into his body and protect it and draw in defenders and then move it on to the more dangerous players. Whereas Immobile, he buzzes all around the pitch, but you, you, you didn't really see Immobile in the positions you want him at certain points today, which is in the box. He'd be you know on the edge of the box putting in crosses or he'd be coming into the midfield and Caicedo would be the one up there. And we know by now that Caicedo isn't a, a good number nine. So in my mind, at least, I'd like to see Immobile be the one leading the line and, and Caicedo being there to kind of you know, be the, the platform to start these attacks. I think with Casado it's more three five two while with the, with Luis Alberto there's this problem of leaving Immobile too alone in front and playing like a three five one one, sometimes three six one. So that's that's the big difference in, in having Casado instead of Luis Alberto. Uh, we have to see with Correa because Correa can play in both positions as a trequartista or as a striker near near Ciro Immobile. Uh, Alexander Mikkelsen asks us, which of the two players do you appreciate the most? Capitano Rocchi or King Ciro? The one Bandiera in, in talk times, the other scoring as he likes and making Laziali drip big again. Uh, I, I still pick Rocchi, although Ciro is getting close. Who would you pick, uh, Alistair? Yeah, I saw this question earlier. It's a real head-scratcher. Um, I think... I think for me, it's uh, yeah. I mean, he me- he mentions you know tough times, and I suppose that's that's the reason why. But I'd, I'd say probably Immobile for me now. It's his scoring record has just been so sensational, and at such a competitive time that he's really helped take this Lazio team from being you know an outsider for these Champions League positions to being a, a real contender. And his form is one of the main reasons why. And and Rocky, there's plenty to love about Rocky, but I think that Immobile's impact at this club long term is is likely to be even bigger than Rocky's if if he keeps it up. Um, but then again, it's a bit harsh to ask this question on a day that Immobile scored a winning goal. Some of it biased, probably. Yeah, the the thing is, Immobile is able to to make every ball a, a dangerous chance for Lazio. That's that's his greatness, I think. Uh, and between the two, I would still go on Shiro. But for me, maybe because I'm old, the idea of Lazio striker is still Beppe Signori. He was the greatest by far. And he wasn't playing in a great Lazio. And he has been for three seasons the top scorer of Serie A. So when we're talking about great uh, Lazio strikers, for me, it's always Beppe Signori. Doesn't take much to get you talking about Signori, does it? <laughs> yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> another interesting question comes from Jeppe Rode Nielsen. How do you rate our set pieces with and without Luis Alberto? They're much better with Luis Alberto. <laughs> That's quite a simple answer. I think, I mean, Alberto's uh, his. Um, statistics last season for the amount of assists he got from set pieces were, were very impressive. Um, I 
don't think he's been delivering to the same extent this year, but he is much more dangerous on a dead ball than anyone else in this team. And Lucas, for me, isn't nearly as effective at it. Um, but we're just not really threatening from set pieces full stop this season. We're conceding a lot. Um, we're, we've actually, I saw today, we've conceded more goals from set pieces than any other team in the league so far this season with three. But we scored um, today for the first time and Luis Alberto wasn't there. Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't count, though. I mean, it's not like it's not a Lucas assist. It's a Radu assist. Yeah, but, but it was from I, I know, a... I know, I know what you mean. It's, okay. it's a move from the set piece, but... Um, you know, Alberto would be more one who can actually d deliver the ball straight on someone's head to go into the net. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think, you know, Lucas is doing a good job of it, but he's he's not as naturally adept at delivering the set pieces, I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't think it necessarily influences or, you know, in a negative way, the, the attack that much just because Alberto's not really been at the races this season to the same extent. I, I was surprised to see Leva taking them. Tonight, today, even when Correa came in, still Leva was kicking the corners, the free kick, and so on. I thought, you know, with Correa in, he should be the uh, responsible for that. So that was surprising. But at least we scored on a on a free kick, and we didn't allow a goal from the free kick. But obviously, without Luis Alberto, there is a problem there because he he was Luis Alberto or Cataldi, who I think it's the is the other solution for for the free kick. Uh, Ramiel Gendi is asking, can we go for Lazzari again in January? Uh, I think we can try, but seeing how he's playing now, I don't think he's going to come cheaper. So, don't <laughs> seeing Lotito Tare go for him. No, uh, I'd, I'd love I'd love to see him come in January. Um, I just think every time I watch him, I think even more that not just that he's, he's a great player, but that he would really fit this Lazio team. I don't know if you think the same thing, but I think he would be, he would fit into this Lazio team very easily. Um, but you're right. I think by not going for him in the summer, maybe missed a trick. Now he's been called up by Italy. He's, he's doing good stuff with Spal who are, who are doing well themselves. And, Like you say, it's never it's never cheap or easy to sign players in January anyway. Let alone players who are some some of the most highly rated in their position in in the league, which he is now in that role. So I'd be surprised, but I'd be delighted. I'm not saying that he's going to stay with Spalem. I wouldn't be surprised if a big team comes and buy Lazari this January. But uh, I don't remember Lazio spending big in January. And I don't think uh, Spal will leave him for little money, so I don't see it happen. I wish it would, but I'm not. I'm. I would be surprised. Let's put it like maybe, that. Maybe we can send uh, Basta and Wallace in the other direction as a as a sweetener. So we should have paid three times, right? More, <laughs> because not only we're getting Lazari, we're sending even the Wallace there. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Arvid is asking, whatever happened to the possibility of a Lazio B team in Serie C? Juventus has one. Yeah, uh, if I'm not wrong, Juventus is the only team who had it. And um, I, I'm not sure it was a Juventus idea, but I think Juventus was really pushing for that. And they were the only team ready for it. Uh, we know Lotito was always against it. Uh, 
there were some rumors that Lazio could have buy a team in the region and make it become a sort of Lazio B. But there were rumors and it didn't work out. There was the chance Lotito buying Bari. That could have been an option. Uh, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I, I don't believe it's something Lotito likes. He already has Salernitana, so... I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't think that the, this project is working. Especially because there's only Juventus doing it. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's quite hard to make any sort of judgment on whether it's working given that only one club <laughs> is using it. And on top of that, the league has been a complete disgrace this year and has basically only just started because of how long it took them to decide which teams were competing and what the fixture list was. Um, so I don't think that's helped either. You know, I think more teams may have entered youth teams into the league if there was a bit more certainty about what the structure was going to be. But it, the lower leagues in Italy this, this summer were a complete disgrace, a complete shambles. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily been the best year for them to begin this experiment. I don't, I'm not convinced that it's that worthwhile anyway as an experiment. You know, I do understand the, the premise of it, that your young players get more experience playing senior football. But in my mind, if Lazio are to win promotion back to the Primavera, uh, the top Primavera League, it's probably as worthwhile them, you know, getting good matches against the best of their age group than it is to be playing against, you know, fourth tier guys who are semi-professional who are probably just going to kick lumps out of them and, you know, they're think of them as being these young, fancy guys who they don't really have any time for. I'm not sure how much benefit that's actually going to be for getting these guys ready for Serie A, but... Maybe that's just me. No, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. It doesn't look uh, great. You can you can make, you know, the Serie C a, a sort of under-25 league. That would make more sense. But, you know, uh, especially now that there's only Juventus, I, I don't think it's worth it, you know, doing it. Uh, by the way, someone asked more updates on uh, Lazio Primavera. Lazio won yesterday against Benevento 1-0 as Cafidi scored in the last second. Lazio didn't play amazingly well, had more chances than Benevento. It's first with three wins in three matches, but it's out of the Coppa Italia. They lost like 5-0 against Palermo uh, and missing a penalty. So it's not going really well. Yeah, of course, it's it's first in the in the Serie B of Primavera, but come on, it's Serie B of Primavera. That shouldn't be a surprise. And struggling against Benevento is not a very positive sign, at least for bear me. In, bear in mind, though, that we, we talked about this a bit earlier this summer as well, that there's been a lot of changes in that team this summer as well. So, you know, considering it's only three games in and they've won all of them, I think it's it's fair enough to say you know give it until the end of the season before making too many judgments because there's a lot of new players in that team yeah absolutely and uh, i think someone a new signing still have to play because he's waiting for the transfer etc but yeah still uh, you know benevento primavera of benevento should be a very weak team so you, you should expect more but 
especially thinking of what Lazio Primavera was three years ago. So, but the most disappointing thing is going out in the Primavera, in the Primavera Coppa Italia. That was the only chance Lazio had to play against the big teams, the the team in Serie A Primavera. But you know, things can happen. We're gonna see what how things go. Obviously, it's mandatory to get back to the uh, to the Serie A of Primavera. That's that's the fundamental thing this year. Uh, Alistair, we talked about a lot of positive things. We cannot avoid talking about the banner Lazio fan have shown today before the beginning of the match against <coughs> Milinkovic, Savic and Luis Alberto. Yes, I'm glad you... I, I said I probably wouldn't forget about this and I already have forgotten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so if anyone hasn't um, heard about this already, it wasn't inside the stadium, funnily enough, but outside the stadium before the game, Lazio fans unfurled a big banner that basically um, said that uh, Milinkovic and Savic are like, fake talents and that they're only after money. Um which I just think is is pathetic behavior. You know, it's it's not helpful in any way, and it's also just fundamentally untrue. Because if Milinkovic Savic was like that, particularly him, he he could have engineered a move away from Lazio this summer easily. If he was really like that, and if he wanted to get out of the club, he could have done that. And you've seen that happen before with Lazio players. So to criticise him for only being interested in money, you feel free to criticise his performances on the pitch, which haven't been good this season, but that just doesn't make any sense to me. And Alberto as well. I mean, how's it going to help the guy turn around his form by going and saying that to him? When, again, it just doesn't make any sense. What's Alberto done to deserve that kind of accusation? Absolutely nothing. And, and let's not forget that Milinkovic Savic received a lot of offers this summer and he could simply go to Claudio Lotit and say, look, this is the offer. I'm happy. I'm getting more, much more money than I'm getting here. If you don't sell me, I, I, won't, sh I won't show up uh, at the yeah. training. And so you will basically have one less player. And, uh, you know, I'm... I, gonna go away in uh, one year and you're gonna get less money so absolutely exactly. doesn't make sense and same thing Luis Alberto I think the problem with Luis Alberto is uh, he hasn't he he's having some muscle injury they're saying but he lost his confidence and this is not money related it's not that he said okay I got the new contract see you later I'm not playing anymore I don't care no uh, I'm sorry Uh, I thought Lazio fans are, are amazing, but in the last year or so, they ha they made so many mistakes. The stupid uh, thing in the first match when they said that girls shouldn't go in Curva Nord. That's another stupid thing, and this is another example. And then you say that uh, during the derby, we don't do things because the other fans doesn't come to the stadium. Well, you know, you make these stupid banners... I'm not defending you anymore. I'm tired. And but and didn't even have the courage to take them into the stadium and and show it to the players they're talking about. That I I don't get it. I mean, if you're going to make the accusation, make it directly to them. At least have the courage to do that, and they didn't. I I, I 
just don't understand how they think that's helpful. And it's at a time when Lazio have won a game and, and got back into third place in the league. Okay, fourth now that Inter have finally gone and beaten. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Val annoyingly, but you know that this isn't a crisis period for the club. This is a point at which. Lazio are still trying to work out where they are. They've started well. They've got results from games that they've not been at their best in. And a couple of our star players haven't been playing at the top of their ability. So it's not a time to be printing out banners, having a massive go at these guys. It's a time to be trying to find the answer to what what their problem is and, and turn around their form. And... The other thing I would say as well is just the atmosphere in the stadium today was was a bit odd in that regard. It was, you know, the the patience for Milinkovic particularly is running thin. Alberto wasn't playing today. He didn't come off the bench today. So I can't say what the attitude towards him would have been like. But the way I saw it, Milinkovic was putting in a, a big effort today. It wasn't a good performance from him again. Um, I still think he's he's really not very sharp, but... Every every small mistake he makes, the entire place was erupting with criticism at him. Um, it just didn't come across as being very healthy, you know. And you would, it was just a strange atmosphere because people were happy to be winning. There was there was a lot of noise and and a good atmosphere during the game on the whole, but then there would be these lapses where it kind of fell into quite a hostile um, hostile environment towards some Lazio players at certain moments, despite winning the game 1-0. Yeah, no, uh, it, it's a problem. Uh, obviously, nobody's satisfied with Milinkovic-Savic's performance, but I thought today he was good in the defending phase, not as good as we wanted to see him when, when attacking, but... You cannot say that he's not trying. Obviously, Milinkovic Savic would al- will always be that player that does back heel and tries different things. But if you know, I, you saw him not doing it for all the match, was trying more easier thing, and that's the kind of player you can expect from Milinkovic Savic. So, you know, it's not fair. You have to support him. He's still very young. He decided to stay. So. It's not that he has been forced to. So, it's and also it's it's not it's also not his fault that people are talking about him as a hundred and twenty million euro player. That's that's nothing to do with him. He's he's not come out Zlatan Ibrahimovic style and said that's what he values himself at. This is the stories that get put in newspapers saying that, and people are using that as ammunition against him now, saying, "Oh, you're supposed to be a hundred and twenty million pound player." 
Well, he's not saying that. He's just trying to play the best football he can. And like you say, that's a valid point. He's still a very young player. He's still learning things. I mean, give the guy a chance. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's a shame. You should support your players. And then when the match is over, after the whistle, you can boo and do whatever you want against them. But till the play, you have to support them. Same thing with Casado. Let's not forget. Now, after he started playing well, things have changed. But before, it wasn't very easy for him. Every time he was coming in, there were a lot of concern. Uh, other two questions we have. Vlida Glavas is asking why Inzaghi is changing his back line for every game. One game is Wallace, then Ramos, then Casares. Um, honestly, we don't know. My opinion, my, my thought is that he's trying to change them based on the other team. So, for example, he played Casares because he wanted more experienced player in the derby um, and so on. It's even true that Lazio is going to play a lot of matches, so he thinks he needs to rotate them, even though Acerbi is never going out. So that's another discussion. But yeah, I think he's he's changing depending on the other teams they're playing against. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And also, I just I don't think he sees an awful lot between them. You know, I don't think he's necessarily worked out what his his pecking order is in terms of his first choice, his second choice, his third choice. I think he's still trying to work out who he trusts the most. And, um, you know, like like that question said, he's rotated an awful lot and <clears throat> still doesn't really have an answer to that question. Probably today, though, has given him a bit more certainty about Wallace, at least. <laughs> Sorry, and Patrick Bowman is pointing out we will need to replace Radu soon. Yeah, he's not getting younger, as I like to say. But again, today he had an amazing performance. And one thing very important, Alistair, I don't know if you agree with me, but that left side of Lazio was amazing. You had Radu near uh, Lulic, and Lazio was very solid there. Uh, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that Lazio was attacking most often on the left side, thanks to Lulic. And again, we talk about Lulic making mistakes, Radu as well, but you can see in the last years, when there's an important match, usually those two never make mistakes. They, they step up and being really leaders in the pitch. I thought, you know, that's really positive for, for the team to have them playing like this. Yeah, definitely. I, I mentioned that earlier on briefly as well, and I, th I think they were both excellent today. I'd, I also, had, uh, well, it was particularly impressive from Radu, given he's just come back from injury to play like that. Um, but on top of that, I think that it's probably not a coincidence that the Radu's return has coincided with the return of that fighting spirit in this Lazio team. I think that he is a great influence on that team, um, you know, he he would have been captain if he'd wanted to be. He's he's a real leader within this squad. And obviously he's a guy who gets very fired up about matches and about representing Lazio. And he really represents that Lazialita. And I think having him in that team is probably one of the reasons, along with the likes of Lulic, that, that we did see an improved kind of 
character and approved kind of mentality in the team today. Yep. Uh, as I said before, they they are sort of leaders and it's good to rely on them. You know, you have that left side that Lazio was really pushing along and it, it was uh, really good. Um, Ramiel Gendi asked another quiet performance from uh, from Marzic and how many chances does Inzaghi give Milinko Savic before he drops? Talking about Marzic, well, it's true. He didn't have an amazing match, but it's also true that uh, Biragi, I think it was, he was playing very high, so he, he should have been the left back, but he was pushing very high, and this obviously was forcing Marzic to play uh, deep and near near Wallace, so he couldn't push that much because he had to take care of Biragi. I thought he had a good chance in the first 10-15 minutes. He, he put a good cross there but i thought he played better in the uh, defensive than than in the past game obviously it's not the player we would be hoping to see but at least he he covered that side very well and talking about milinkovic savic i i wrote on my blog this week that maybe this was the right time to drop him but you cannot drop him and Luis Alberto altogether. So if if Simone Inzaghi prefer to play Casado and drop uh, Luis Alberto, I think Milinkovic Savic has to play. Um, yeah, I thought that after Thursday he may well have been dropped for today. Um, it's been a while since we've seen the best of him, and thought that the 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 fact that Berisha is now back from injury might put pressure on Inzaghi to to take him out of the team. Um, and to be honest, I think that if we were continuing to have games now and have another one midweek and so on, we probably would see that. But the international break has come at a good time for Milinkovic Savic because it'll give him a, a bit of time to rest and and reflect on how he's been playing and try and improve. So. We, we were yet to really get any sort of idea about what we'll get from Berisha. You know, we saw some of him when Lazio were down to nine men on Thursday and then we saw five minutes of him today. So um, uh, you can already see he's definitely got that kind of green tear about him, but he's not um, technically going to be on the same level as, as, as Milinkovic. But yeah, he'll give Inzaghi another interesting option because I suppose part of the problem until now has been that there's no one really pushing Milinkovic for to take his spot. I mean, Morja, for all his qualities, isn't going to be the kind of guy who, who will give Milinkovic sleepless nights about losing his position. Yep. Again, we can see if Luis Alberto can play there and if Inzaghi is going to try him. But I think Berisha coming back is really important. Um, before we, we wrap up the show and mute uh, Alistair for the last minute, like last time, um, good news about Durmisi. Uh, the, the, the doctor said he should be able to play again in 30 days, so it's not going to be a huge stop like I expected. And, and he can run, so he's going to start running again tomorrow in the next coming days, so he should be able to come back in 30 days, which... Again, is really positive. The other thing is, I don't know, Alistair, you thought if you thought the same thing. When I saw Chiro Mobile 
coming out and Berisha coming in, I thought that was a mistake because pretty much allowed Fiorentina to to press to press Lazio in the in the box because they didn't have any threat uh, on the other side. I thought that was a mistake from uh, from Simone Inzaghi and uh, and uh, Lazio's coaches. I don't think it was a, a, a mistake to bring on Berisha in that I think Lazio needed some extra legs, um, some energy in the middle of the, in the middle of the park to try and win the ball a bit higher up the pitch. Um, but I was surprised that it was Immobile came off, as was Chiro himself. He wasn't very happy about it, but he never is. He's never happy about coming off because he's just a massive competitor, but he couldn't quite believe it today. Um but he's played a lot of football, and you know, on Thursday he was he was running, charging everything down for 90 minutes when Lazio were down to nine men. So I'm not surprised necessarily that he made that decision. But like I said before, I think Lazio were just pretty comfortable soaking up the pressure. And if you've got a guy like Correa up front, and you can play on the counter and just basically hit long balls and try and do it that way, Correa is going to have the pace to to get on the end of these things. And Immobile maybe w- wouldn't have that pace by that point in the game. So I think that was Inzaghi's thinking behind it. And, you know, it's it, you can't really criticise it. It was just five, five, ten minutes at the end of the game, and it's worked. So, you know, fair play. Well, it, it was dangerous. By the way, I forgot to mute you, so everybody could hear your answer. Um but yeah, I thought it was dangerous. But you know, at the end, Lazio won. And again, as we said it at the beginning, it was the nicest, the spectacular Lazio of last season. But the important is getting three points that we didn't get last year. And even if Inter won, Lazio still fourth, and have already played against Juventus, Napoli, Roma, and Fiorentina. So it, it's not bad. Of the top six, Lazio already played against three of them. And the fourth is Lazio. So it's only missing Inter and Sampdoria. I think that's really, really encouraging and promising. And the seventh is Fiorentina. Lazio played. So of the top seven, we're only missing Inter and Sampdoria. So really, the next uh, matches could be uh, really positive for Lazio. Of course, with Europe League, it's never easy. You never have time to to prepare the, the next match. As in, as Fari said, he said they had only Friday to prepare this match, so it's not easy. But uh, you know the, the 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 table is very promising. And what happens if Milinko Savic and Luis Alberto start playing? Where does Lazio go? Hopefully, we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, it's there's another looking at the fixtures. It's kind of a six-game period after this international break, and they're all within you know three or four days of each other, and it's not going to be easy. You know, even the the smaller games we've got in inverted commas are are Parma away, and Parma have been going really well so far. Obviously, got that win against Inter, and Spal at home, and I would fancy us to take care of Spal at home. They've They've dropped off since their great opening month, but they they won't be an easy team by any um, um, at all, really, to get through. And Marseille, home and away, are going to be probably the two toughest games of our Europa League group. And then we've also got Inter 
enough said there, really. And Sassuolo away, who have also started the season really well. So that's a tough six-game period, but at least we can, you know, break that up into, again, being a, a time of the season where you've you've just got to get through it and it's three weeks, three or four weeks in which Lazio have to play six games, but I think the squad that we've got is capable of doing that. Yes, I agree. As we said, what is missing really is a Vice Immobile, so uh, that's that's the biggest question mark for, for Lazio at the moment. But I think we can wrap it up here. As usual, if you like the show, you can uh, subscribe to our iTunes channel, on subscribe on Spreaker, follow us on iTunes and Facebook, and obviously support us on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Lazio Lounge. Thank you very much, Alistair. Thank you. We're gonna I'll speak. see you next time. Yep, we're going to speak ne- next week, and thanks, everybody, for following us. Please, if you like the podcast, rate it and review on uh, uh, iTunes. Bye.